What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast. I'm your host, Felicia, and I'm a lady talking about sex. And this week, we have Raquel, the owner of Vita, and she's going to let you know about her company, why she created her brand, and why sex is important to her. So, Raquel, do you want to introduce yourself? Hi. Yes. So, um, I'm the CEO and founder of Vita. Um, Vita is a company that uh, manufactures and distributes underwear for women and actually for men also. We sometimes forget about them. We do have a men's product, um, but mostly for women. For um, all those fun stuff like bladder leakage, periods, um, we're pretty much a sustainable underwear for all our womanly issues. Amazing. And do you want to give people like a little bit of a background as to like how you came into the fashion industry? Like what made you focus in on sustainable period and bladder wear versus like anything else? Absolutely. Um, I studied fashion marketing um, in school and this whole project really started as a school project. I was in my last year of fashion marketing and we had we were six girls and we had a year to come up with um, a business. So the last year of fashion school is basically a competition. So all the graduates need to get into teams of six and build a business. And at the end of the year, um, people in like moguls of the fashion industry, like the owner of Dynamite and Garage, the owner of Aldo, they act kind of as dragons and then they choose a winning product and project that they would personally invest in if it was real. Um, and we were 32 teams and it was the beginning of the year and we were deciding on what, what our business would be. And that same week I was speaking with my aunt who's a gynecologist and she was talking to me about women that were coming into her clinic and speaking a lot about bladder leakage. And I was like, well, how old are these women? She's like, oh, they're young, you know, they're, they're in their 30s and four, or early 40s. You know, they, they're new moms or just had children. And I'm like, okay, so what do you do for them? She said, oh, we either put them in diapers or, you know, give them hormonal pills. But then the hormones, you know, you grow, you grow like, facial hair I was like what like you're putting 30 and 40 year old women in diapers that's crazy and as Oprah would say I had that aha moment (laughs) (laughs) and I was like there must be a better way so I partnered with a lab and for two years I would import textiles and kind of try and develop that came afterwards. So that kind of was our, sorry, that was our school project. So I went to the girls and I was like, we should come up with something better. And the girls are like, ew, like people pee their pants. And I was like, seriously, I did my research. One in three women having continence, like there's nothing on the market. And I kind of convinced them to do it. And we actually won. So the whole year we built our business plan. We each had a role. We kind of acted like we were in a small business. And we presented, we went to semifinals, then we went to finals, and we won. So we won $5,000, so it was like not even $1,000 each. And me and another girl decided that we would actually continue the business, and four other girls decided that they they didn't want to pursue it. 
And then I went to Dragon's Den and then I got an investor and it, that's where it kind of trickled down, um, getting an investor in the business and all of that. But I think my love for sustainability and my love for women, my love for fashion was always there. That's why I went to fashion school. My love for sustainability and all of that came afterwards, after developing the product, after speaking to women about how much it changed their lives. That's incredible. And mm -hmm. like, I, I love that, that you kept kind of pushing for something that necessarily wasn't there. Cause this was how many years ago? This was in 2010. Okay. Yeah. A good 10 years. It was definitely, there was not a, a huge market for it and now it's still growing, but Mm -hmm. um, I definitely want to ask because 10 years ago, I don't really think that we were having as many open conversations about um, women's menstruation and even bladder leakages. So was there any like backlash that you had when you were, um, you know, asking investors to participate? Yes, I just when we did the school project you're in like a room, like an auditorium with like thousands of people and everybody laughed. Like when we did, when we started our, our thing, everybody laughed. And it was funny because the people that were there to judge, like actual business owners, they were like, no, it's an amazing idea. Like if I had money, I would invest in this. But you see people's reaction to the product and this is still happens today. If you have a thousand people in a room, one in three women are experiencing bladder leakage, but everybody is laughing. I think that we were, were conditioned as women and as a human being that when we're little, you know, you cannot pee your pants. It's a bad thing. You know, you need to go to the bathroom. So you're so conditioned to that, that even if you know you have light bladder leakage, which is completely normal, you're like shamed into it. You don't even want to admit it to yourself. So that's one part. And then after I finished school, I was trying to go get investors and I did so many competitions. And I always knew that if there was a woman in the room, that I would get the message across. Sometimes it was only men. And I was like, oh my God, they're not even listening to me. They're not even like... They're just so shy. Like I'm coming in with underwear. They didn't even want to touch the underwear. They were like, I would like show it. And they were like, oh, <laughs> I'm like, I swear I didn't wear them. Like they're clean. <laughs> oh my God. And it was like not even want to want to look at it. And every time there was a woman, she would completely understand. And she was like, oh yeah, like this is such a problem that like either I go through or I know somebody. And they would always think it was for older people. But the reality is it's for women as young as, as I have young girls that I've done custom stuff for at nine years old and that didn't want to go to school because they were being shamed at school for having bladder leakage. That's incredible. So, yeah. That's, it's definitely so helpful. And I know the fashion industry is, you know, transferring to be a little bit more of an equal industry, but like as a, I would, I would call you a sex positive, you know, entrepreneur. Was this something that was always around in your life? Like, were you always like involved in like a sex positive community or sex positive family? Cause you spoke about your aunt, but like, how was your immediate experience with like sex? And was there the shame 
for yourself? Uh, I no, I don't remember. I, I think that I I grew up in a family where I know we weren't like super open about talking about sex. Like it wasn't something that was like pushed on me, but I never felt shamed about it. Um, that's one. Two, I think that as a person, and I don't know if this came from growing up, but as a person, um, I think it's so important. Sex is such an important part of a woman's life that I don't really understand why we're, we're shaming ourselves for it and why we feel, I think a lot of women feel, and this goes hand in hand with bladder leakage, is that a lot of women feel that sex is something like that needs to be so perfect or so so then if you're having sex and you have bladder leakage and you're taking off your underwear and then they see a, a pad in the underwear like we overthink everything and it's funny because i've had so many emails from husbands saying thank you because i found my wife sexually again like we're having sex again so sex actually is like a huge part of what we do um and I totally get it. I mean, if you're in a diaper and spontaneously your husband wants to have sex and then you have to rush to the bathroom, you're just losing that momentum, right? Sex is a huge part of an intimate relationship and women need to be more open about it with women and not be, and because we're all kind of going through the same thing, whether it's postpartum sex, whether it's sex with bladder leakage, sex on your period. There's so many different aspects about it. No, I think it's amazing. And even the fact that your products don't necessarily have to reach out to like sexually active individuals. If you're a woman menstruating or you're a woman with bladder leakage, that's something you have to deal with on a daily basis. And touching on your note with in regards to sex, like our biggest sexual organ is our brain. So if you're wearing a diaper and you don't feel sexy and then your husband's trying to take off this, you know, depends, you know, type of situation and you're like in your thirties, it's going to be a huge like cognitive dysfunction. So I think yeah. that that's amazing. And I think it, it can even go beyond sex, which is like the best part about it because not everyone has to have sex to use your products. It's, it's, a, it's a wide um, array of like opportunities. But did you think that this was something that you were going to always aspire to do or always seek out like, like sexual health to me is like a social justice movement. And I think that what you're doing coincides with that. Did you mm -hmm. always think that, that was going to be a part of your life? Or was it something that like, because sex wasn't super forced upon you as a child it was kind of like at the back of your mind until you had your oprah moment <laughs> i never thought that like sex would be such a huge part of what i do on a daily basis um i have to say that that my team is super open like when i interview people to employees to to come work for us i kind of like try and be a little raw to like see where their level of comfort is. <laughs> and because I think that's so important because clients come to us with that openness, with that wanting to say, Hey, this happened to me during sex. 
is is your product gonna resolve that problem so we really need to have like an open mind but i never thought sex would be a huge part of what i do and i don't think people even know that it's a huge part of of what we do and how can it how just like your underwear can affect your sex life and like you said it's funny because men or women or whoever your partner is doesn't even care and it's all in your head you know it's all in your head like oh my god i'm wearing a diaper the other person doesn't even care no 100 percent. and i think that like a lot of the fault there is like the society that we grow up in and the social constructs around women and sex and you have to be this like perfect goddess-like thing when like half of the time the partners that I have had have not even met any type of special standard. They just show <laughs> up uh, with their dick and that's it. But um, no, I think that that's, that's a huge part in it. And I kind of wanted to go back to like the periods and the bladder leakage. Is there like a couple taboos or norms that you like see that are reoccurring that you maybe want to like deconstruct as I obviously think that like period leakage is like a huge thing that like women as, as of like 9, 10, 11 years old are like terrified of. Like even when I leak through my pants, I'm mortified. So Mm -hmm. like, are there any reoccurring um, taboos or shames associated with those things that you kind of want to like just demolish here? Having sex on your period is okay. Like speak to your partner about it. First off, your highest level of orgasm is on your period not everybody is comfortable with it. I get it. Some people, my husband will faint at the sight of blood. Like <laughs> that's not a good situation to put him in. <laughs> like, not to go there. And that's okay. It's a conversation that we had. But until you have that conversation, how are you supposed to know anything? You know, how are you supposed to know what the other person likes? How are you supposed to know the level of comfort the other person has? So it's super important to have an open discussion. Um, So yeah, sex on your period is a thing. Free bleeding is not something that like we encourage. Like it's not a thing. I know there's a whole movement of like people free bleeding through their pants and everything. As a society, I don't think we're there yet. And I don't, really see the point of being there i mean we all live in a society where like especially now we kind of need to be very hygienic so free bleeding is not something that i see a point to but in an intimate situation why not you know if the if it's come if both people are comfortable with it no absolutely and I think that period sex is something that a lot of people shy away from because of the norms associated with what a period is when realistically, like, if men were bleeding, like, it would be statutory holidays, like, all the time. Okay. Like, it would be, like, days off work, you could take sick days, you could take period <laughs> days, like, it would just be, like, this casual thing that everyone had um, an understanding of and, like, not only, like, an understanding of, like, how it affects an individual, but, like, a scientific understanding of it, but also, yeah. I just think that having that conversation with your partner and also like being safe, obviously when you're doing that as well, like, you know, 
having safe sex, but also having like an open flow of communication. If something is ever uncomfortable for you or for your partner, then doing that. But also just like, if you have a partner that's going to be a bitch about it, like that's not the partner you want to have. Like, exactly. We we're over these men stressing about periods. Like you got to know, you got to learn. It's a part of life. Like we have to deal with it. So, so do you. I definitely think that like using more sustainable and more, um, like sexier options because your your products are very sexy, which I really like. And they're not too like, they're not uncomfortable sexy. Sometimes you wear underwears where it's just like a string up your ass and then a string right. around your waist. And you're like, I can wear these for 35 minutes and then that's it. Like, I can't do it anymore. But no, I think it's, it's like super great and super nice to have. Um, but I wanted to ask you because there's a huge thing about like the pink tax and subsidizing period products for women mm-hmm. um and so I wanted to to ask you like why do you feel like more period products um should be accessible to vulva owners and do you think that there should be like a pink tax do you think that we should subsidize period products because it's a part of life um like what's your opinion about that as a business owner but also as a woman so there's one thing that we're really gonna start fighting for as a company and it's something I just had a baby, I have a daughter, um, I have nieces. First off, when your daughter gets her period, most little girls, and I remember this from being young too, are dreading the fact that first off, they're gonna get their period, and secondly, what if like my mom is not there? What if it's only my dad? You know, dad needs to be broken at home, like, dads need to start talking about periods too. Men need to start talking about periods. And that starts at a young age. That starts if you're a teenager and your girlfriend is talking to you about her period. Well, I think when you do become a dad, you'll be a lot more comfortable with it. So as women, it's our job to start introducing that to men and not be shy about it. First off. Second off, in schools, when a girl gets her period, you're offering her an option that's unsustainable. The, just in it, like I run this through my head, my daughter. My daughter is at school. She gets her period. She stains her pants. She goes to see the nurse. She's going to give her a pad. What about the underwear she just stained? What about a sustainable option? Like there's a whole stigma around her being nervous and her oh my God, no, I want to go home. I just stained my pants. And as a mother, I would put an underwear in her bag, but a lot of kids don't have mothers that are that involved. You know, I just dropped my daughter off at daycare and I'm like psycho mom labeling all her stuff. But there's other mothers that I see them, they're like throwing their kids at the daycare and wanting to leave. So I don't think that mom is putting an underwear in her daughter's bag at school. So I think that schools in elementary schools need to have the proper, like the proper stuff to educate girls on their periods and to give them what they need once they do get their periods. And I never, I don't remember, and you're younger than me, I think, do you, were you ever taught anything at school about your period? No. No. And like, you're telling like you're talking to me about sex, that's cool, but shouldn't we integrate something about your period? 
Like there, there's no kind of education there and there should be a lot of education on that. And yes, pads and tampons or more sustainable options like underwear, period, underwear to their employees free of charge, just like toilet paper. It's the no, same. Absolutely. I completely agree with you. And I even think that like, we're still in a part in our kind of like sexual health progression and in our, in North America, especially that like, even if parents aren't giving their children a second pair of underwear, I don't necessarily entirely blame them because who's to say that that mom got sex education. Who's to say that she's aware that that's something that could, she might not even remember when she got her period, right? Her daughter could be uh, an early bloomer or a late bloomer. So like, I think that it's definitely, especially in respect to like sex education, it's definitely like a parent, but also an institutional issue, um, yeah. which is something that uh, Sex and Self, the organization that I'm running, is actually trying to do with Bodies A to Z, which is our high school outreach program, where we're trying to teach uh, high school students about menstruation and like the science-based understanding of it. So it's definitely like a mission in itself, because you think that from my personal experience with sex ed, I went to a Catholic school, so it was very much like abstinence, abstinence and more abstinence. But you'd think that like something like periods, which is a natural thing that women get regardless of if they're sexually active or not, would be something that they would discuss. But it's not, um, <laughs> which is very frustrating. I went to an all-girls Catholic school. So you understand everybody is getting their period. Not only did they not have anything for us like if you get your period just go to the nurse's office and she'll give you a pad but we weren't even taught like anything about our periods which is crazy completely crazy it's and it, it's a hundred percent reflected in our society too with men with men's shame associated with menstruation with men's lack of understanding my favorite <laughs> thing is i love to ask my brother he's such a sweet boy but god he knows nothing about menstruation so I love to ask him questions and he's just like <laughs> I have no idea like I, I don't understand like nobody told me how am I supposed to know and I'm like well now we're here talking about it but it's it's definitely so present and and then it's present in, like in your life when you see parents who aren't supporting their children with like period products or just even period awareness when they go off to school so it's definitely something that's going to be a big push and a big movement, but I definitely think that we're on the right track, um, yeah. at least, you know, in the coming years. But um, I did want to ask you about some of the things Vita's doing um, to alleviate some of the taboo topics um, in regards to like women's health on your Instagram page and on your website. Did you want to like discuss a little bit about B-Spot? Yeah, yeah, for sure. So we we started the V spot um, last year. We actually had to pause it because I was I was pregnant, but we started it last year, our season one. Um, what we do on there is really just break any types of taboos that women or men have, like uh, female pleasure, masturbation, dating as a woman of color um what else did we have we had like the realities of childbirth um which i just experienced and going through childbirth with a partner is really crazy um so we really love even though our product talks about periods we want to 
break any type of taboos that women have, that women are scared to talk about. Let's be open. Let's be honest. And let's like, I don't understand why we're, we're shamed into all of this. Why, um, like female masturbation is like the one topic that I don't understand why we're so ashamed of it. And it was a really good one. Um, a really good episode. So yeah, we, we love to break taboos and we're going to be coming out with a season two and we have really, really cool uh, people on it. So we kind of got to know what people like to listen to and we're going to push the note even farther and have really interesting, really interesting people. That's amazing. No, I definitely think that it's great to have more spaces where women are talking about their experiences. And even though you focus on menstruation, I think that menstruation is just a cause them to like women's sexual health. So it's, it's all intertwined as much as we don't think it is. Um, but yeah, masturbation itself is my favorite. My, I think we've had like five episodes of the podcast. We have like 14 out right now and they're just masturbation. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> let's talk about it. Let's get it over with. Like if men can do it, so can we. There's so many taboo topics that we don't talk about. Like porn stars becoming moms and sex after a certain age, like sex after you're 70. What, like, what does that look like? You know, um, you know, you look at your parents and you're like, like you, you think they still have sex, but you're like, what does their sexual life, what's their sexual life now? How is it now? Like it, what was it like before? So it's like so many really interesting topics that, we're all thinking about, we just don't say anything. <laughs> no, I, I don't think anyone wants to think about their parents having sex, but even the thought of just having a partner, like I'm 21, so I haven't had a partner for long periods of time in my life, but just to think that like you could have sex with the same person for 20 plus years, it's like more than my lifetime, and I'm just like, holy. <laughs> I know, oh my God. <laughs> but um, no, yeah, and I like brainstorming topics and I'm like you know you watch porn and you're like does that woman have a daughter like does she have a husband <laughs> like what does she do on the weekends does she well, get a brunch she has sex, like what does she do <laughs> <laughs> is it like this is this what she actually likes like yeah exactly no not even like a sexual thing like we all know porn is not real you know like we all know that's like completely fake but like does she get dressed and like go pick her daughter up from daycare right after <laughs> like because you have a life it's no, really job, you know yeah so yeah. stay yeah. tuned we're definitely excited do you want to let everyone know where they can find um vida where they can go find it online on instagram all of that great stuff yeah so they can go directly on our website vida protection.com and right at the top of the page there's a there's a link for the v-spot um and it links them right to youtube and they can find it there or they can go on our instagram page on igtv it's there also amazing okay great well i was so happy to have you on the podcast today we're actually doing a sponsorship opportunity with vita protections this week at our McGill University Activities Night event. So check us out at Ladies Let's Talk About Sex on Instagram or Sex and Self on Instagram for more details about how you can win some Vita products, which are super nice and sexy. And I'm so excited we're giving them away. 
Um, but I just wanted to thank you again, Raquel, for coming on the episode. It was such a pleasure. Thank you for having me, honestly. No problem. I'm so glad we had this conversation. And make sure to check out Vita Protections online and on Instagram for more information about their products and availability. And if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe to the Ladies Let's Talk About Sex podcast, write a review, and let us know how you feel. Check us out on Instagram at Ladies Let's Talk About Sex for more details about upcoming episodes every single Monday. Thanks for listening.